Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is The Last Laugh. I'm Matt Wilstein from The Daily Beast, and today I am so excited to welcome back for his record-breaking third time on the podcast, one of my absolute favorite stand-up comedians. His new special, Hello World, premieres Tuesday, January 31st on Amazon Prime Video. Nate Bargetsy, great to see you again. Hey, great seeing you. I love it. Record, record break. That's all I'm you're going the, for. You're the record breaker. You're our first three-timer guest. How does it feel? I mean, that's... It means more than you think it might mean to me. So. <laughs> it means a lot to me because I, I love your comedy and it's uh, it's always great to have you here. Um, I know you just got back from from New York uh, doing Fallon, which I caught last night and was was really great. How did that go for you? Uh, yeah, it was awesome. It's fun to get to go. You, uh, now I'm going to go do panel and stuff like that. And uh, That means you're famous, you're famous enough to do panel and not just stand up. Is that what that means? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's it's some some hierarchy <laughs> of it. Because uh, for years you you did a ton of uh, sets on his show, on Conan, on on a lot of the shows. But yeah, panels a, a different animal. Yeah, yeah. It's ba- you basically just go to your stand up. You just go sit down. <laughs> so, Is it lower pressure? Do you think? I, I think it, I just kind of like it. It's like fun to tell jokes like uh, sitting down, like you know, and then because you get to kind of pick some stories, some stuff that like maybe doesn't always work on stage and you're like, well, let me say it. Cause you're, you know, I can say it better, like kind of conversation. So I, I like it. And Jimmy seems like a pretty great audience. He's a good laugher. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a great laugher. Uh, just fun. He like hit me up this morning and was like giving me a tag for a joke. And like, he's just, <laughs> yeah, he just loves it, you know, and just hanging out and being funny. Which bit was he tagging? Uh, the P joke. Oh yeah, uh, I, I like that one. Yeah. yeah, we had he had like so yeah it was like a pee late uh, pee at night and the doctor uh, uh, I've ever forget somebody was like uh, oh, I forgot what it was. <laughs> I do love I do love that bit about about peeing at night and uh, you know and how how much is a lot because um, I I as as someone who is uh, getting closer to forty I related to that one a bit too much I think yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, you know what he wrote in, like, you'd say, like, yeah, it's like, uh, how much, you know, uh, how much is too much? It's like a little <laughs> tag, that, which was very funny to, like, have it put, how much is too much? And I, then I tagged, I was like, say when. I got you to tell the doctor. <laughs> you know, That's just great. some good old pee joke material early in the morning. Yeah, living fantastic. The, living the dream. And so it was just me and him. And he goes, do you pee a lot at night? And I was like, did my dad just walk in the room? Like, how old? You know, I've never peed at night in my life. I was like, how about that? I don't pee till the sun goes down. (laughs) But I did. I was like, but, you know, just so I know, what is a lot? What is a big amount? (laughs) And and I'll tell you what, he's ruined me. I only pee at night now. It's, I would love to pee during the day. My body's like, enjoy the day. We'll get it out tonight. Don't worry about it. Have fun. 
this is your first one with Amazon, right? After a couple on Netflix, does that change things for you at all? Or does it, is it sort of, you just do the comedy and then don't worry as, as much about what happens afterwards or how are you thinking about that? Uh, no, it definitely changed. I mean, like everything in Netflix is, I mean, obviously Netflix changed my life. And so, uh, with Amazon, it was just, they're trying to start a, Amazon's just kind of doing a comedy initiative to kind of get it more into comedy. And, uh, and so they wanted me to be kind of one of the, the, the first one to kind of do this. And so they were very excited and it was just, you know, an excited, it was like, all right, it was an exciting opportunity to kind of mix it up. Uh, I, a big part of it too, Nate Land, my podcast, we have a production company and so I could own this special. That was a big, that was a big deal too. Uh, Cause that's not the case with the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Most you don't get a, you don't get own really any, I mean, anywhere from Comedy Central, Netflix. I mean, some people might have and whatever it works out, but this was the first one that I was going to get on and uh, I kind of wanted to. And so that played a lot into it. And uh, so it's, yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm very excited to be at Amazon. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's kind of, you know, it's nervous going to a different kind of thing, but it makes it. Um, you also are performing. It has a kind of a different look because you're performing with the audience all around you which I, I'm sure that was not the case the entire tour, but was, was that a conscious decision to do it like that, to kind of give it a different feel? Yeah, it was, that place is in uh, Phoenix and it's, uh, I loved it because it was, I, I think I wanted to show, a part of it was I like that venue and at Phoenix is a, also, I love Phoenix and performing in Phoenix, but it was, uh, you know, after COVID and everybody's been separated and all this kind of stuff, I did want to show the crowd. Like it, it's like the idea of like showing a crowd back together and 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 trying to kind of show some of that energy that's in a room that does make it special and that makes it very fun. And uh, so that was a that was a big part because the last one I did was outside and people had masks and all this. And you were probably further further away from the audience than you're used to. Yeah, yeah, very far. I was yeah, very far away. You couldn't hear them laugh. Like it was a lot of stuff. So. <laughs> This one you wanted to show, I wanted to show like, all right, look, everybody's, you know, kind of back and you kind of see, you're going to see the crowd the whole time because they're all around me. And so I really, uh, that was a big part of shooting it there. Yeah. Um, I, I like early on in the special, you say, um, you sort of give the most dis- succinct definition of what you do that I've heard, which is you say your, your job is saying dumb stuff in front of large groups. Um, is that a, was that sort of you, you know, boiling down what you do to its, to its essence? I mean, essentially that's it. And so <laughs> it's just being saying the dumb things in front of the most amount of people is, uh, that's the, yeah, there's not much, you know, there's not much, there's, I guess there is, there's more to it, but if someone was like jogging next to me and they're like, just tell me real fast, I got to keep going. I would just say <laughs> that, you know? <laughs> yeah. What do you do for a living? Yeah. I say dumb stuff to large groups of people. They'd be like, all right, we'll see. And then they keep going. <laughs> um, there is always, I feel like, this question with your your comedy, because it is, there is a lot of sort of self-deprecation and, and you know, calling yourself dumb. But do you think you do have to be uh, actually pretty smart to make all of these dumb things funny to large groups of people? Uh, you know, I, I feel like awareness is plays a lot into my, it's, uh, if you're, if you're, you got to be super aware of what's, you know, and you do have to pick up on stuff. I'm very smart in my world. Like it's, I understand that there's a lot of stuff I don't know, but it's, it's, it's kind of being very hyper aware and, uh, just know what's going on. And, 
all that. Like, I think that's the, my smarts are uh, different, I guess, in a different, in a different kind of way, but it's, you just got to be, you got to notice things more than most people will notice things. Yeah. I mean, you're paying attention to things that most of us, you know, might find funny in the moment, but then don't think to write down or, or try to figure out how to, how to make it funny in a, in a comedy sense. Um, yeah. Is there an example of uh, maybe a bit or something from the special that, that fits that bill for you or something that you, that either happened to you and, and you weren't sure, you know, that it was going to be in the special, but then the more you thought about it uh, becomes material. Well, the, I have one where I had not known how to turn a hotel light off. And uh, so that was, you know, like making, because the hard part sometimes is how do you make that into something? Where it's it's not just me going, they're making these lights hard to find, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's it's trying to make it into the story and paint the picture and that's a big part of it is you gotta just paint the picture. You you, you want the person to either picture me or they can picture themselves or whatever they can picture the room and it's they can essentially see what's going on. So that was one that was you know, A A when you first tell it. It's all the, these are all things that I think a lot of people think they might be the only dumb ones that have done this. But then once I get to say it in a large group and you hear everybody laughing, you're like, oh, we've all done it. Like a lot of people have done this. Uh, so I get to learn like kind of before, as everyone else is learning, I kind of already know like essentially a lot of you have done this and you're going to be able to relate to it very much. You have left brain and you have right brain. And one part of your brain is super smart, and the other part is dumb as rocks. <laughs> and I think that's true. Look, I don't, anything I say up here does not come from a building of education. <laughs> this is all stuff I've overheard at Target or Lowe's. <laughs> so one part of your brain is smart, and the other part is dumb. You can trick your own brain. That's how dumb the dumb part is. <laughs> it's in the same head. That's embarrassing. It's like, you don't hear this going on, dude. If you're in a bad mood, they tell you to fake smile and your dumb part will think it's a good day. <laughs> I mean, you don't hear the planning going on? Like, you're a part of the planning. That would be like if you were a conjoined twin and you got thrown a surprise birthday party by the other twin. Have you ever had a bit where you came up with something that you thought everyone could relate to, but you realized you were actually the only one who, who felt that way or had that experience? Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't, know if, I'm trying, I don't know if I can think of a bit, but I mean, there's been times I've said stuff that's, uh, I feel like, too dumb. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like people, you, you can cross a line. Like, when people don't relate to it, and then they just feel like they're laughing at you and you're dumb that like it can be too much. So you have to uh, you're like, all right, that's like too dumb. Like people are, you know, they either maybe they don't believe it or they feel sorry for you. Uh, so some of those you, you have to there's a good there's a balance you got to find where people are like, yeah, that's a fun, goofy thing to being like, all right, man. Yeah, you don't want to be help. you don't want to be too dumb. You don't want to be too like you got to be you got to be a, just the right amount of dumb. <laughs> I feel like I I learned some more about your your background watching this special because you talk about some of your childhood and growing up uh, Christian in a household where you were never allowed to uh, swear. Um, 
which you know made me think about how you're you know considered a, a clean comedian and and that's you know sort of part of your comedy identity now do you think that that's that the way you grew up sort of brought you to that place or because you could have kind, kind of gone either way you could have rebelled against that and become you know very different but you but you haven't uh yeah absolutely i mean that played completely into it and uh it was you know growing up like that it's like i i still couldn't imagine being dirty in like front of my parents and uh i would be very uncomfortable with that and like i don't uh so i i was never gonna do that even at the beginning that i, I just never I, I never really had a moment where I thought I'm going to try to get dirty. I just, I just kind of, it was like the, the, that side, that idea was kind of shut off from the beginning. So it was never like I was even upset that I wasn't, or if I was trying to do it or whatever, it's like, I just kind of knew, well, I got to make my thing work. Uh, so, but that, yeah, that played a, I mean, a giant part into it. Uh, and just kind of how I was raised and, you know, I mean, it's just, it's it's kind of who I am now. So it's like it's not like it's really putting on a fake kind of thing. It's uh, it's just yeah, it's it's just what I do. So you know, you're like it's what other other people do other stuff, and I do this. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of it creates a niche for you in in some sense, um, but it also makes you able to perform in front of a lot of different types of audiences. Do you feel like it has had either or both positive and negative effects on your career? The being a quote unquote clean comedian uh yeah i mean it is obviously a lot of positive effects i mean that the negative is i don't know you always like think well i'm i'm not being edgy or i'm not you always hear that stuff and you uh so there's there's i do I, you know you have that stuff that you're like well i'm not gonna get you know i mean there's some shows i can't even do but i mean it, like you know there's like a dirty show or there's all this you're like well i'm just out but I mean, some of you think you're you're scared you're gonna be looked at as like corny or cheat, you know, cheesy, and you're like, this guy doesn't have any edge, and this guy doesn't have all this. So a lot of it you put on yourself that maybe a lot of people don't even care. That's why a lot of it is you try to go be clean without anyone noticing, and so you just kind of stay clean. You don't really mention it, and you just hope you know the ones that want to notice notice, the ones that don't don't, but. You try to make it not about that, but I mean, but now I like it a lot. I, uh, I love that, uh, families can come and I love that. You know, there's a lot of kids first times them coming to a comedy show is, is to my show. And, uh, you know, I look at it as like, even competitively, you're just like, there's not, there's not, I'm not, I'm not competing with, I'm in a kind of my own lane. And so it's like, that's not a bad thing either. And it's your, you're like, it's a, it's something that people want to see. And it's like trying not to be offensive and which plays into all angles as well. Cause it's like, you're just trying to not be a lot. There's a lot of things that are a lot and heavy. And, uh, so you just want to want to be like, I'm over here and those things are needed and you can watch those things, but you want to kind of be that kind of just place that can be like, dude, I'm just trying to be funny and silly and entertain especially as comedians you know continue to sort of be under fire and in controversies and stuff that doesn't seem like something you've ever had to deal with probably because of what your material is and what you focus on yeah i don't you know yeah i uh you know and i got friends that are all over the planet i mean like they're you know like that are the filthiest and whatever and uh 
I've never had to like, you know, when people talk about like the edge or not being able to say stuff and all that, I've just never had to really do that. I'm not like offending, like pushing boundaries and like are just there. It's just not in me. I don't have it. I don't have that desire. I, you know, I never know what's going to happen, but I mean, I just don't like, I don't have the desire to like really push the envelope with someone, make them, you know, do this kind of thing. I, I just enjoy making people laugh and hearing them really laugh and where they are, you know, it's like, you could just feel that relief, man, from these audiences that they just are like, you, you can tell you gave them a night that they needed. And, uh, and I, that, that's, that's kind of, that's, that feels awesome. And that's what I love to do. Yeah. I mean, given how inoffensive your comedy is in a lot of ways, have there ever been times when you were surprised that somebody was offended by something that you said or came up to you or, or got word to you? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, cause sometimes you are going to have just no matter what someone can find something. Uh, but if I did, I, I mean, I would try to, I'd try to fix it. I, I had a, a joke. I don't remember if we've ever talked about it. Like, I had a joke about a uh, prostitution, like something about uh, a long time ago. It's on YouTube and it's just kind of a, it's a, it's just a kind of a meaner joke. And I, I can't remember exactly the joke, but it was, it was something like being, uh, the, the, these girls go missing. I, I kind of forget the joke. And it was just, it's almost like an observation about being a cop in that situation. Like to being like, you got it. Somebody was like, you gotta go tell your, uh, someone a prostitution like got, got killed or something and then she gotta go tell the family and they gotta they also learn that their daughters are probably like there's two things they gotta learn that she's dead oh yeah and she's doing this if you have to do that i think the best way to go about it is like you should open like when you go to the door open with the prostitute thing kind of get the ball rolling a little bit <laughs> You know, you're like, look, sir, I hate to say this, but you're, you know, your daughter was a prostitute. Because then the father is going to, every father is going to freak out and be like, I can't believe I'm going to, I'm going to kill her. And you're like, oh, that's, in, that's actually, oh, that is it? that's crazy that you brought that up uh, without me saying it. It would get laughs. And uh, I only did it like at clubs. And I remember what, like, I think the Laugh Factory where they record sets. They put it up, and I didn't even think I realized. I've never put it on anything. I never did it. Yeah, but sometimes and it's out they, of your control. Yeah, they put it up, and then I had someone message me. Uh, that was a prostitution. That was she's a prostitute, and she said that. And I'm not wrote back. I was like, look, I, you know, I don't even. I wouldn't do that joke anymore. It's, it feels mean. I guess I'm say a joke where I go, this feels too mean. I'm be, being too mean to someone, and some of that sound it comes out because I'm in. You know, you're in New York or you're in L.A. and you're on these shows and you're like, you're trying to. Yeah. So you kind of put, try to push it a little to bit. Push it in my clean way of pushing it without like this. And uh, I wrote that girl back and I was like, I look, that's I can't get the joke is I don't do it. I, they put that stuff up. But uh, I would. Yeah, I, 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 I felt horrible. And I told her she was, and then she was very nice. And yeah, I mean, that's uh, all, that's all anyone wants to hear is that you're, you know, thoughtful about it and, and, you know, listen and listen to their concerns as opposed to being just like, you know, fuck you. <laughs> you know, yes. I don't Yeah. Care. You just don't want to be mean to, it's like when it gets, I, I, you know, it can get too mean and if it feels too mean. I mean, even as I'm writing new stuff, I have some wife stuff. And the other day I was like, there's a lot of like, kind of like, it seems like I'm just kind of pounding on her again. 
And then where I'm like, bye, bye. And it's like, it destroys up to like one joke too many. And then you can feel it just go like, okay, that's enough. And like, there's not like, there's any, they, they know that I love my wife and like, there's no, like they can see that, but it, it's like, you, you can kind of just feel the boundary where you're like, all right, that was enough on that. Now I need to put some on me and you just learn to balance out the, you know, so it doesn't seem overwhelmingly too much. Um, I saw that last year, I believe, was your 20, 20th year as a comedian. Um, so now you've been doing it for more than 20 years. Um, do you feel like, you know, there are, are there things that you've, that you've really learned over that time, over those 20 years that you, the biggest takeaways that you have about what it is to do this job? Uh, yeah, man, you learn, you know, doing spots like uh, in cities, when you first start, it's all about five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You're doing these kind of quick spots. And just how much uh, you end up really not having time to go do that stuff. And now it's like about the road and uh, creating an hour for the road. It's the, the difference of that set, uh, 40, even 45 minutes at a comedy club versus an hour in theaters. Uh, it, it's you, how your act kind of changes and uh, you, you kind of come a different, everything becomes very long. It's not as quick and tight and, uh, it, that stuff's interesting. And I, it's stuff that I'm still learning now, like where it's this, as I work on this next hour, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting to be, you, you're almost like a very different comic than you once. Were. It's, uh, I remember a long time ago, uh, I saw Patrice O'Neill and he wanted someone said, I, was, I asked him, I go, why would you not do a late night set or something? And, he was like, well, I mean, five, he goes, I need more than five minutes to get going. And I, and I was like, I was a young comic and I didn't even understand that. Like, I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. And then now being 20 years in, you're like, oh yeah. Like you're, it's hard. If I go do a late night set, it's like, it's, it, I would have to, I could do it, but it's like, I'm having to pick out, it's going to be basically one topic where before it used to be three topics. And now it's going to be it's going to be just part of a one topic thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, as you, as you sort of get bigger and, and are doing, you sort of get in the cycle of putting out a new hour every year, every couple of years. Um, yeah. I can imagine that it, it feels very different. Do you, do you have sort of bigger goals moving forward? Cause you know, you sort of continue to, to do this and, and get more fans, get bigger crowds. Um, are there things that you really want to do that you haven't gotten to do yet? Uh, you know, I'd like to make a TV show like, uh, so it's still that, that thing is always still bouncing around. That, yeah. I remember we talked uh, about the sitcom that was kind of happening and then not happening. And is there yeah, something I else? Is there, is there a different kind of show? That yeah. <laughs> Every conversation we've had has just been like, yeah, What's up I with got that it sitcom? in the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, that one. You're like, well, yeah, I've done two more uh, still? since that. Oh, no. Neither, oh, yeah. None of them went. <laughs> you just kind of, yeah, you just keep trying. You try to see if it's going to ever get to be my turn or if it ever gets to, maybe it doesn't get to be my turn. Like, uh, has, during that time, you know, that you've had, you know, false starts and things, has the thing that you want to do changed? Has the idea changed or the format or the sort of, I think we're back. I think now I'm, I'm back to more of the original idea that I wanted to do it was like, was to do a Seinfeld or everybody loves Raymond and where it's, you know, it's like the idea is like, I would like to do a multicam and, uh, you know, do it on a network. And then, you know, it's, that's the RM, you know, or somewhere it's, but it's like, 
I think that would be very fun to do. And uh, that's still something I want to go do. It's, uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's going to be in my cards to go do that. I don't know. Uh, as, as I've done a bunch of these and I even shot a pilot, it's, it's hard for them to go. And uh, so we'll see. I mean, the great thing with stand-up too is like there's part of me I always think if I don't get to do that route, it's like being a stand-up and just being a stand-up is – I, you know, I like, I don't mind that either. Like I, I kind of like it. It's like, I like that I've made it this far just through stand up. It's and, a pretty rare thing now. I mean, there aren't that many people who are at the level that you're at without having done TV or movies or a talk show or, you know, a lot of these other things. Um, so it's, it's impressive. What do you, do you attribute that to anything? Just, uh, your, your skill or why, how do you think? Yeah, you just my skill. That? I go talent, just talent. <laughs> You know, just all talent. So, nah, nah, it's, I think stand-up is, uh, you know, a lot of guys laid the groundwork for that. Like, we have Gaffigan, you have Burr, you know, Louie. Uh, I mean, which, but Louie was a part of that big, you know, the, the ground. But Carlin, obviously, I mean, he did a lot of so much stand-up towards the end. But, you know, once it, like, it was, like, those guys kind of came in, Sebastian. Uh, Sebastian's the other one, probably, who's, who's you know, and he started doing some movies and stuff and acting, but yeah. Yeah, so they're, you know, uh, Segura, Bert. I mean, looking now, you really look at it, you're like, these comics are just, uh, they're being known for being comics. You know, Chappelle's that, you know, like, so it's, it's stand up comedy's in a great spot and people kind of know to go to it more than they ever have. Uh, and so, it's something that I think people used to not go to, or they used to be kind of nervous to go to. And so, uh, I think it's it just the timing of that has kind of worked. And then with, with Netflix, you know, was a, such a big thing. And now Amazon, that's what we, Amazon wants to go do. And so it's putting stand up more, you know, you look at stand up. I've thought about, cause I was thinking about this. This is what I think about when all my shows don't go and I'm like, not going to do shows. <laughs> yeah. And I go, you know what? It's not that bad. Uh, but stand up, you look, not bad. Yeah. You look at like, you do a special and I know it's, it's different than a movie. It's a different experience, but it's, you go do an hour, hour, 10 minutes. I mean, you're making like an hour, 10 minute movie every two years. That's going to be, that's just jokes. And it's just funny. And so I think I have like some ideas like do that. Like I'd like to do a stand up and have it be in movie theaters or like, you know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that would be very fun. Yeah. There's a purity to stand up that you're never going to get on a sitcom or in, in another format. That's really just, it's all you it's, it's for better or worse. It's all you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the goal is we're all just trying to make people laugh and then, uh, in, in a lot of comedy. And so, uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know, you know, but I mean, look, like a TV show, I'll say stand up's dead to me. So I'll change. <laughs> I'll flip flop all over the place, dude. I don't care what you. Uh, so we've been ending these episodes uh, with a question that I, I thought I'd pose to you, which is: Is there a story or memory from your career that really makes you laugh now, but really was not funny when it happened? Uh, I, I mean, when I did a, a cruise ship, uh, I did. So you have to do. When you do these shows for Carnival Cruise, you you would have to do uh, like two clean shows and one dirty. I never really had dirty, but it was like <laughs> you had to pretend. Was, yeah, but they you really needed to have an like an hour and a half worth of material because people would come to every show. And when I was doing them, I just didn't really have that. 
And so I would do like one clean. I remember this one comic did all crowd work and he told the audience, he's like, come to every show. Every show is very different. Uh, come to everyone. And then I had to go up after him and I said, guys, you got to be real specific about what you come to on my shows. <laughs> I was like, I go, these shows will be the same. I don't yeah. have enough material. <laughs> uh, and so I remember going up and like you do and cause the audience was, you would get, so what you do is on a cruise ship is you would, you, you fly to like the Bahamas and then you get on the boat. And so then when you go back from there, you're, those people are going home Bahamas to Miami. They get off the boat. I stay on the boat. A new group comes on. That group goes to the Bahamas. I fly out of the Bahamas again and then you switch. So when you get the people on the Bahamas back to Miami, they come to every show because they've kind of already been on the boat for a few days. They kind of, you know, like they're actually going to the shows. And so I remember I did a show and uh, it was, I was, I was, I was going to the show first show. I do two shows and they're kind of like very, whatever. They're not going great. Like my, you know, it's like, I just have my energy. It's like not the most fun <laughs> on a cruise ship. It's like, not a party. It's not a party. And, uh, you know, I don't have a ton of material and all this. And so, uh, I remember I was going to this last show and I thought, uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I was like, I'll do a best of, like I was going to do a best of of both shows. Cause I was like, well, not all these, these people haven't come to every show. And I'm in an elevator and I'm riding up and I got a hat on and the guy just stands next to me talking to his wife and they go, how's the comedy been? And they, they said that what this one guy's great. The other guy, not me. They go, this other guy's awesome. He goes, the, he goes, the, the Southern guy, he goes, that guy's pretty rough. And I mean, I'm, my shoulder is almost touching, touching this guy. It, it's, it's just such a brutal thing. And I just got off whatever the floor, I mean, you're an elevator in the ocean. You think you, you think you've made it. Uh, <laughs> and then I go do that show that night. And right when I start the jokes, they, these people have been to every show. And so they've heard they've every it. joke and I do not have other jokes. And so I just start and I'm not a great crowd work person where it's like, where are you from? And so I just start going through the crowd and it just seems like I'm just I'm just like, what do you do? And people are like saying jobs that most good comics could do. One guy <laughs> like worked on an oil rig and yeah, uh, it's got to be something he goes there. Up, it's got to be something there. And I, and I just was like, that's cool, man. Next. <laughs> and I just move on. I'm just like. Like, I'm, just, I'm actually just doing a survey. Yeah, I'm just asking people, and so uh, that was one that I was like in the moment, dude. It was the it was the worst thing I've ever been part of, and then but now when you look back, it's pretty pretty funny. Pretty funny. All right, man. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Congrats again on being our first uh, three timer. Uh, hope to have you back again sometime. Oh yeah, to break. More I want to just stay ahead. I just yeah, you got, stay that's ahead the way too. to do it. Just give me a heads up and uh, who's who's getting close. Yeah, who's on I'll, your I'll heels, come. yeah. Okay. Who's on my heels. I will, yeah. Nobody yet, but soon. All right, perfect. All right. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, awesome, congrats dude. on the special. Thank you, thank you. Great seeing you. You too. All right. Thank you again to Nate Bargetzi for being my first three-timer guest on The Last Laugh. You can stream his latest special, Hello World, on Amazon Prime Video starting Tuesday, January 31st. If you want to support The Last Laugh, please help us out by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We want as many people to hear this show as possible, and you can help by spreading the word and sharing it with your friends. 
You can find me on Twitter at Matt Wilstein and at thedailybeast.com. And if you're not already, please follow at Last Laugh Pod on Instagram, where you can see photos and videos from all of our episodes and see who is coming up next week on the show. The Last Laugh is distributed by Acast for The Daily Beast, with audio production by Jesse Cannon. Our theme music is by Claude, who you can find on Instagram at claude.mp3. You can find this show every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, you can find show notes and highlights from each episode on thedailybeast.com. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.